You're listening to the Kilcullen Diary Podcasts. Stories in sound from a village grown bigger. Hello, I'm Brian Byrne and this is Kilcullen Diary. When Billy Schwer came over from Luton, England, to the recent picnic on the green organised by the old Kilcullen Area Community Association, it was special because the event was being held just beside where he'd been born 80 years ago. At that time, his father and mother ran a pub on Old Kilcullen Green, which had been in the family since at least his grandmother Ellen Burns' time. Though his parents sold the pub and moved to another one in Mile Mill, just another townland away, Billy does have some recollection of his first home. I left there when I was about six, six or eight, and I got vague memories of little bits. I remember going out on the green and watching the swallows diving about. I remember my mum in the kitchen with the churn making the buttermilk and uh, a few bits like that. But other than that, I don't have much memory of it. You know, I remember in the on the green there used to be a maypole, a dance thing. And I remember that one year, you know, with all the things hanging down and people going round and dancing and that, 47, 48, you know. As he grew towards his teens, the young Billy became interested in boxing and the local boxing club in Kilcullen. The boxing started because we were in uh, Mile Mill and Paddy Aspel, he lived down the road from me. Uh, in Mile Mill, and he took me to uh, the hideout, to the hideout, to the loft, and that's where it all started. You know, I remember uh, with Christy Meany and, uh, you know, all that. They, I used to go in there, cycle in there at night to train in the hideout. Uh, my dad used to come pick me up sometimes, you know, in his van, and uh, that's how it all started. And do you remember how you felt about it when you started off? Oh, I loved it, yeah. You know, we used to go up into that loft and we used to have to sweep the shavings because they used to make the coffins up there, Mm, you know. We'd sweep the shavings off and put the bags up, you know, with Hugh Peacock, Bernard Bernie, who's a good friend of mine before he he died as well, you know. Mick McCartan, Seamus Aspel. You know, that's when the boxing club was uh, going. That's how, how I got it. And I used to love it, you know. And I remember we used to go out. Uh, he used to go take us running. Like, they'd, we'd follow an old van and go running on the roads and that, you know, training. Yeah, Sir Russell, was he was the, the main trainer then. I remember he teaching me everything, how to throw a straight left hand and all that, you know. Cyril Russell and the other coaches in Kilcullen Boxing Club trained Billy well, and he progressed to national amateur prominence very early on. But at a time when it was normal to leave school, the young lad was pushed into a different direction from what might have been a bigger boxing career. I was schooled by champion when I was 12, 13 and 14, a juvenile champion, and a famous trader Paddy Pendergast I was only a kid 14 four stone seven you know he suggested to my dad that I'd make a good lightweight jockey 
and he sent me to England when I was 14 to Epsom and I was an apprentice jockey in Epsom when I was 14, went on my own but two years later or three years I think my dad sold a pub in Mile Mill and he moved to Luton so that's how we all come to be in Luton and I was in Epsom at the time but I got homesick when they all moved over, so I gave the jockey up and I moved to Luton with them. Rejoining his family was important to a still young teenager. Whatever the promise of potential success as a jockey in England, he had never felt comfortable from the time he boarded the boat to cross the Irish Sea. I was on my own, 14, leaving, going on a train to England, uh, I remember that train for years afterwards, boom, 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 boom. Uh, and I remember I stayed in uh, digs in Ashstead with a French woman. You know, you can imagine what I must have felt like. No mates, no nothing, completely on my own. It was crazy, really. I, I can't imagine how you could do it now, you know. I mean, I, ha- I was third once at Newmarket on a horse called Irish Cheer. And... Uh, but then I, I moved to Luton to be because I used to get a Green Line bus up there every weekend or every couple of weekends to see him, and I got homesick, so I wanted to move to Luton, and I would become a family again, you know. Billy was very glad to be reunited as a family again, albeit in a new city in a different country. He's still unclear, though, why his parents left the country village of Mile Mill for one of England's major industrial centres. They sold the, the, the pub in Mile Mill. Now, I don't really know too much because I wasn't there. I was in Epsom mm. at the time, but things must have been pretty hard. But they knew somebody in, in Luton who lived in Luton. That was the reason they... They went to Luton to live, you know, and they bought a house in Luton. Uh, he got a job. He used to work for Skefco Ball Bearing Company in Luton, you know. I often wondered how he'd been a, a self, well worked for himself all these years, and then he went and worked in a factory. What a, well, how must he have felt, you know? While he was training to be a jockey down south, Billy had maintained his interest in boxing and it was his success with the gloves that resulted in him getting a job for himself in Luton. I did box down in Epsom, in Letterhead actually, uh, in the Southern Counties, uh, for the Southern Counties title, and uh, and I was boxing for this club in Letterhead, and then I moved to Luton, and Vauxhall Motors wanted me to box for them and give me a job. So that's how I started in Luton, you know, and... uh, I boxed uh, there and uh, I was boxing senior, started being a senior then. And then in the meantime, when I was about 20, Kilcullen, Paddy Aspel, brought me back to Kilcullen and I won the Irish senior title. That was in 61. That's, uh, and then I fought for Ireland in Germany and then England I fought for England, they picked me, and I fought for England in Wales. So that's when it all started, you know. And I carried on boxing, then I got married, obviously, and uh, till I was about 25, but I'd box for England, box for Ireland, and I was Irish senior featherweight champion, you know. 
how, what did boxing mean to you then? It was it, it was only a sideline. Yeah, it was my life though, because I'd been doing it since I was ten years old. Uh, I started a business then on my own, an engineering welding business, and uh, I worked for myself and uh, I carried on there. But I was boxing then till I was about twenty five. You know, for Vauxhall Motors. You know, how important to companies like Vauxhall and other companies in England was was the boxing club that was associated with them. Yeah, they they wanted me, you know, they yeah. wanted me because they knew I was Irish. I was uh, a, a juvenile champion and that, you know, and they wanted they want the best, obviously. But uh, it was quite a big thing in, in Vauxhall to be in the boxing club, you know, and every year they'd have, uh, every, they'd have two big tournaments, you know, people from all over the country coming and fighting and that, you know, but it was a big thing to be a member of boxing club in, in Vauxhall, yeah. Most of the big companies had a boxing club, you know. And I'd said I'd been boxing down in Letterhead in, as a 15, 16-year-old, and they knew about me, you know, and they just wanted me to box for them, you know, so they gave me a job, you know. Boxing didn't just get Billy a job. It was also how he met up with Wendy, who became his wife, and, indirectly, Vauxhall Motors was also part of the matchmaking. I was boxing and her brother was boxing for Vauxhall and uh, she'd come to see him one night when she was 15. Mm. Honestly, and I was only eight, 17, 18. And uh, her brother was boxing and we met there and uh, we've been married for 59 years. But then I... Um, when I started my own business working for myself and then a friend I met a guy Mick Hawes and he was the comp secretary for Luton Irish Amateur Boxing Club and he asked me to go down there and help out there so I ended up training Luton Irish Boxing Club in Luton you know I'd done that and then when Billy my son he come along when he was 10 he wanted a box obviously and he boxed for Luton Irish, and that was the start of his career. Of course, he became professional. He he went on and he boxed for Young England, and uh, he got to the ABA finals in Wembley, and he got beaten the final. But Mickey Duff, you've heard of him, famous uh, manager, he rang me up and said, could we speak to Billy, blah, blah, blah. And I took him to London, and he signed up as a profession with Mickey Duff when he was uh, 19. And that was the start of his career, you know. And he's had a very good career. He's had a very good career, yeah. He, um, he become world champion of, he, he fought for world title three times and got big. He went to Las Vegas and fought in the MGM Grand in Las Vegas and got stopped in the 11th round with cut eyes, because he used to cut a little bit, you know. Uh, we come back and then he fought again in Wembley for a, a world title, but he lost. Uh, but he kept at it, he kept at it, and eventually he won the world title. But he went to Zaragoza in Spain and become European champion. But before that, he, in the Albert Hall, he won the British and Commonwealth and the Lonsdale belt. He won that first. He started off... That was the first of it. And from there, he, he progressed, you know. Obviously, boxing was in the blood. I suspect it was inevitable that he would box. Yeah, yeah, he loved it. 
I loved it. Yeah. Well, I was training Luton Irish, and mm. he used to box for Luton Irish, and he done very well. And they're all done. We had a great little club, you know. And uh, as I said, he carried on boxing for Luton Irish, and went on and fought for Young England, and got to the top in the amateur game. And then Mickey Duff signed him up for professional. What good does boxing do to a young fellow? Well, I think it gives him discipline. You know, they're told what to do and they're in the ring there uh, on the pads and you're telling them what to do and they learn how to defend themselves, you know. But more than anything, I think it just gives them discipline and respect for people. You know, they know what they can do, but it doesn't necessarily mean they're going out in the, out in the world and doing it, but they're doing it in the ring, you know. That's a great thing about boxing, you know. As he has mentioned a couple of times so far, Billy also set up a business of his own. Perhaps a reflection of his own parents having worked for themselves before having to emigrate. I was working in a factory and I thought, this is no good. I was uh, trained to be a welder then. I uh, went and served a little bit of an apprenticeship, two years as a welder. And uh, in them days... uh, to be welding in welding cars I was you know but I thought I was in a factory and I thought well this is not a life for me I'm gonna go and be my own boss and start and I built a little garage at the back of my house from there I started dug a pit and started going around the garages and getting cars that failed the MOT with rust because the older cars used to rust in them days we're talking about 65 66 and uh, they all had to be welded, new floors put in. And uh, I was a good welder, so I started on my own doing that, going around the garages, and uh, that's what built a business up, you know. I just wanted to be working for myself, you know. I got a couple of guys in the end that were working for me, you know, but uh, I rented a big yard, and uh, I could become quite successful, you know. Like so many Irish before him and since, Billy Schwer adopted England as his home, got work, built a business and raised a family. But also, like most of Ireland's wild geese, there is always the pull of that original home. In this case, Kilcullen and the local area. The memories never dim. It always has been home, you know, especially Mile Mill and old Kilcullen, you know, and older friends. I used to have so many friends because when I won the Irish title with Paddy Asper, Pat Lynch and all them, I mean, they paraded me through the town on a lorry, you know, probably you know of, and uh, I was quite famous really, I suppose, you know. Paddy Asper was, he was one of the extraordinary characters. He was very, very much a key person in boxing in the Kilcullen area. He was, yeah. I mean, he was a friend of ours anyway, because he only lived down the road, you know. And he used to pick me up in his old van and take me to the to the loft to train, you know. And uh, he was instrumental on getting me back to uh, to uh, Kilcullen to fight for the for the senior title. I had to come th- three weekends one after the other to win the first round, the semi finals, and then the finals, you know. And Paddy was in my corner, you know, all the all the time. Billy has come back many times down the decades and inevitably the place he left as a still young boy isn't 
what he grew up in. But I find everything has changed. And I find, because of my age perhaps, there's not many, too many people in Kilcullen that I know anymore, you know. I mean, Porky Lamb, he's a good old friend of mine. We used to go to school together sort of years ago, you know. Uh, but I found that I, I sort of wanted to come back now because I can drive, I'm 80, and uh, I wanted to see my three sisters. And there, one's in Ballyhornas, and one's in uh, Ballymore Eustace, and my other one. And I thought to come over and see them all, so I wanted to drive over. I went round Mile Mill, and I went round the Green Avenue, and places like that I remember from my childhood, you know. That was Billy Schwer, and I thank him for his time and his memories. I'm Brian Byrne. This is Cagullan Diary. Thank you for listening.